This is a story from Switzerland, and it's called Sturdy Hands. Now, there was once an old woman who lived in a village, and she was huge. She was a big woman. They called her Big Beth. And she had a son, and his name was Hans. Now, when Hans was seven years old, he was already a big fella. They called him Sturdy Hans, even when he was seven. Now, his mother, who was very poor, said to him, You know, we really need to get you to go and get a job and earn some money as soon as you can, because I can't afford to support you. And even though you're only seven, if you're strong enough to make your way in the world, there's always farmers out there who are willing to hire a strong young man. So she told them to go to the forest the next day and bring back a load of wood, as much as he could. So the next day Hans set off up to the wood, and he gathered and chopped a whole pile of wood, and he carried it back, and it was quite a quite a decent-sized load, you would think. But to Big Beth, she thought, No, it's still too small. You're too weak, Hans. You'll have to stay with me for another seven years. And although they were poor, they were both happy, because the poor mother didn't want to lose her son, and her son, Hans, didn't want to have to leave his mother's home so young. So, by the time that he was fourteen, his mother said to him, Go up to the woods and get some, fetch back a pile of wood. And he went up, and this time he tore up fir trees by the roots, and he carried them all back, a massive load, and there was enough wood there to do the old woman the whole winter. And she said, Well, Hans, you're strong enough now to go out in the world and earn a living. So the next day she gave him a knapsack full of food, and off he set. Well, he went to a neighboring farm, and the farmer there said that he didn't actually need any more workers. He already had two men working for him already. But Hans said, well, I'll work for you just for food. But I also want one condition. What's that? said the farmer. Once a year, he said, I want to box someone's ears. Well, fine. Now, the farmer was a greedy man, a really terrible miser, and the thought of a fine, strong young man working for him for nothing was very attractive. So the next day he told Hans to go off with some of the workers into the woods and to chop trees, bring back wood for their winter, for their fires. Now, they went up, and Hans well, he tore up trees, and he filled their wagon so full that the horses that had to pull it, they couldn't move it. They strained and pulled at the harness, but they couldn't shift it. It was so heavy, so overloaded. So Hans just tutted and shook his head, and he unhitched the horses, and he threw them on top of the pile of wood, right on top of the cart. And then he harnessed himself to the cart, and he ran back to the farm with it. Well, the, the other two workers couldn't keep up with him. 
and the farmer was shocked when he saw Hans coming running in with his massive load of wood with the two horses sitting on the top of it. Now that evening, Hans sat down to his dinner, and boy, could that young man eat. And the farmer watched him with horror because he ate as much as four men. And it occurred to the farmer that at the end of a year he would have eaten him out of house and home. He would be ruined. Also, the thought of the boxing someone's ears once a year didn't appeal to the farmer too, because he had a pretty good feeling that it would be his ears that would get boxed, and seeing how strong Hans was, he didn't fancy that one little bit. So, being a nasty man, and his two servants that worked for him weren't very nice either, they decided to do away with Hans, to kill him. So they said to Hans, I've got a job for you today. What's that? said Hans. My wife has dropped her wedding ring down in the bottom of the well. Could you go down there and fetch it? Yeah, sure. So down the well goes Hans. Well, the farmer and the other men, they come there with big rocks, about the size of a man's head, and they threw the rocks down on top of Hans. But Hans just said, Hey, can you chase those chickens away up there? They're scratching up some gravel and some of it's landing on my head. Well, hearing that, the farmer was dismayed because this was not having any effect on him. So he went off to the local church and he stole the church bell. And he carried it to the well and he dropped it down on top of Hans's head. And he thought, well, that'll crush him now for sure. But Hans just said, Ooh, thank you, that's a lovely hood. Uh, so they went and got a millstone, and they threw that down the well. And the next thing they knew, they heard Hans saying, I found the ring, I'm coming up. And he climbed up out the well, and he had the bell on his head like a hood, and he had the millstone on his finger like a ring. Well, what could the farmer do? So he was getting rather worried, and again he was thinking about that ear boxing. So he said to Hans, I really don't have any more work for you, and seems you've done very well, and seems you haven't had your ear boxing. I will give you this big pile of money if you would go away, and I'll give you food as well. So he accepted a big sum of money, and a lot of food, and off he set on his way. Now Hans fell in with two men, who were also looking for work. One of them was a fisherman, and the other one was a hunter. So they decided that they would go together and try to find some work. Well, the road that they were walking on didn't lead to any villages. They never saw any villages and, or even, even very many houses. The only house that they saw was one very small one. And it was a strange-looking little place. And they went in there, and there was no sign of anybody living in it. But there was a pot there with a piece of meat in it. 
But they slept the night there, and in the morning they woke up hungry, and looked around, and still nobody was in the house. So Hans decided that him and the hunter would go off, and they would go looking for some some uh, wild animals to hunt to, to get some some food. And they left the fisherman back in the house, and he lit a fire, and he got the pot over it, and he was going to cook up this little bit of meat. Well, he heard a voice behind him, and he turned around, and there was a tiny, feeble little old woman, and she came hobbling in, and she said, Oh, would you give me a piece of that meat? Well, the fisherman was a kind-hearted man, and he bent down to cut a bit of meat off for the old woman, and she leapt on his back when he did that. She was a strange-looking old woman with a red cap and a red skirt on, but what he didn't know was she was a witch, and she chomped on his back, and suddenly she became so heavy that the fisherman fell to the floor with her on top of him, and then she scratched his face terribly, and then kicked him underneath the stove, and then she vanished, and the fire went out as well. Well, when they came home, instead of finding anything to eat, there was the friend, the fisherman, under the stove, all scratched, but he didn't say what had happened. He was too embarrassed to admit this little old woman had beaten him up. But the hunter and Hans had made a kill, and so they got a deer, and they chopped it up, and they cooked it, and, of course, Hans ate his fill, and the next day it was the hunter's turn to stay back and do the cooking, while Hans went with the fisherman. Now the same thing happened to the huntsman. He was cooking his little bit of meat. When in comes the old woman, asking for a piece, he bent down to cut a piece for her. She leapt on his back and suddenly became heavy, scratched his face and kicked him under the stove, disappeared, fire went out, no piece of meat, nothing. And that's where they found him when they came home. Now the next day it was Sturdy Hans's turn to do the cooking, and the fisherman and the hunter went off, and neither of them had admitted to the other what had happened, but both of them had a sly grin on their face, because they thought, well, now it'll be Hans's turn to get beaten up and scratched. So off they went. Well, Hans was cooking his little bit of meat, when in comes the old woman. Oh, could you spare a little bit of meat for me, my dear boy? Oh, no problem, said Hans, being a kind-hearted lad. And he cut a piece of meat for her, and she chomped on his back. But before she landed on him, he caught her by one leg, and he swung her round and round and round and round his head until there was no breath left in her body. And then he threw her down on the ground, more dead than alive, but still alive. And then he kicked her under the stove. And he got rope, and he tied her up. And he booted her back under the stove again and left her there. Well, when the lads came home, they were expecting to see Hans under the stove, all scratched the same as they'd been. But instead of that, there was this little old woman, all trussed up like a chicken. Well, after their supper, Hans had to decide what to do with the old woman. He knew she was a witch, but 
He also knew that witches have secrets. And he asked the old witch, I will not let you go until you tell me your secret. Well, she wasn't keen, of course, but in the end she wanted to go get away from there. And so she said, In the mountains near here there is a cave, and if you lower yourself down into the cave you will find a castle, and it is full of treasure, and there's a princess that lives there, but she is being held prisoner and guarded by a dragon. If you kill the dragon, you will get all the treasure in the castle and the princess's hand in marriage. Well, that sounded like a good thing, so he let the witch go, she disappeared, and the next day they set off out. They found the cave in the mountains, and they drew lots to see who would go down, and it was Hans that won. So they lowered him down on a rope, and he walked alone, and there was a beautiful castle made of gold and precious stones. Well, he went inside, and he met the most beautiful princess, and she welcomed him, and she took him into a dining room, and she served him herself. She gave him bread and wine. And when he ate the bread and drank the wine, he discovered that, strong as he was, he was now three times stronger than before. And then the princess gave him a sword, a massive sword, and told him that the dragon would be coming soon and he would have to kill it. Now, in no time at all, Hans could hear the sound of a roar, and he went outside, and there, coming down from, from a slope within the cave, was the dragon, a giant, horrible-looking dragon, breathing fire, and it breathed fire over Hans, but Hans fought it, and he swung the sword, and he cut off the dragon's head with one blow. Now he was lying there, overcome with the fumes and the heat from the dragon's breath, and the princess went to him, and she gave him some more of that magic bread and wine, and he felt himself growing three times stronger again. And then there was another roar, and a second dragon came running down, and it was bigger than the first one. And so Hans fought with this dragon, and he stabbed it and slashed at it, and eventually there was a swish of his sword, and it cut off the dragon's head, and it fell dead next to its companion. Now Hans was wounded and exhausted from this, but again the princess gave him some of the bread and the wine, and he became three times stronger than ever. And then she ordered her maidens there, her servants, to take him into a bedroom where there was a luxurious feather bed, and he slept there for the rest of that day and all that night. And in the morning he woke up feeling great. Again he got more bread and more wine, and he felt himself stronger than ever. Now, she says, there is one last dragon that you must fight, and it is bigger than the other two. So he went out, and he could hear this huge roar, and a massive dragon came down, so much bigger than the other ones. And he fought hard with it for three whole hours they fought.
and he stabbed the dragon and slashed and cut away at it, and the two of them fought until eventually the dragon fell down, dying. And Hans was so exhausted and wounded from all this fighting that he fell down as well, but the princess tended him well, gave him more bread and wine, and tended his wounds until he was properly healed. By the next morning he felt fine. And so she said, Well, now everything in this castle is yours, and you have my hand in marriage if you would like it. Well, Hans would like it all right. She was beautiful, and the two of them smiled at each other. And, you know, they loved each other very much. And so, the very next day, the two of them were married and they lived happily for the rest of their days.